Welcome back. This is Robert Fleming, partner in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. You're listening to Elder Law Issues with me and my co-partner, co-host, uh, and, uh, and good friend, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks, Robert. I'm happy to be here. Because we are both such skateboarding fanatics, you know, we are, we are often seen skating up and <laughs> up and down the sidewalk in front of our office here in Jostler Village. Um, I want to talk about shredding. Oh, Robert, that's such a dad joke. <laughs> well, I'm a dad. What can I say? <laughs> uh, let's talk about shredding. Let's talk about documents, original documents, what you need to keep, what you can dispose of whether it's okay to just put them in a plastic bag and throw them in the trash when you've decided to dispose of them. Um, Elizabeth, what original estate planning documents, let's start there, do we want people to keep? It's a good question, Robert. So when I work with people and we talk about their estate planning documents, we're talking about powers of attorney, we're talking about wills, pour over wills, we're often talking about trusts and trust amendments or trust restatements. Sometimes we're also talking about deeds or other property agreements, a prenuptial agreement, for instance. When we talk about estate planning documents, we're talking about a lot of different things. So what I tell people is it's really important to keep an original will unless you've revoked that will. So for instance, Robert, if I have a will that I created in 1999, and then I created another will, let's say I created the other will in 2009, chances are that the 2009 will revoked the 1999 will. So what we want to do is we want to keep the most current original version of something like a will. The same goes when we talk about something like powers of attorney. If I've created powers of attorney today, those likely revoked the powers of attorney that I might have created a few years ago. So you don't need to keep lots of old powers of attorney, even if they're originals. Something that confuses many people is when we talk about a trust. Well, a trust is one of those things that you want to keep the original of. So if I've done a trust and I've updated it with an amendment or with a restatement of the trust, turns out it's still a good idea to have the original trust I may have created years ago. And that can often be the one document that confuses people the most about what's a good idea to hang on to. Things like deeds, Robert, those have changed through the years. Many of us now work in counties where you can pull a copy of an old deed online electronically. But deeds are something that are also usually helpful to keep. Um, there's a lot of confusion, though, around this, Robert. And if, if somebody's listening to this today and wondering, do I shred or not shred? My answer would be, why don't you come in and ask us? We're happy to take a look at your documents to see what you really do need to keep. Let me just say, uh, as we often say in these conversations, that we practice in Arizona. We really know Arizona law. We don't necessarily know the law of other states. And I just want to say about deeds, your Arizona original deed you don't need to keep because once it's recorded, that's fine. There are still states where you have to keep the original deed, so do be careful about disposing of original deeds for property outside Arizona. Make sure that that's okay. I completely agree with you, Elizabeth, but let me go a step further and say, if I ask a client to bring me their old documents, what I almost inevitably get 
is every power of attorney, every will, every trust amendment or revocation or restatement that they've ever done, even though some of them may revoke others. And about half the time, about half of the uh, the documents I get are draft copies, not the, the actual signed copies. So I, I think it's probably safe to say that most people keep way more paper than they need to keep. And they run the risk of confusing the issue. If somebody says, I need your healthcare power of attorney, and you rummage through a pile of paper and find a document called healthcare power of attorney and hand it to them, well, that might be three generations old. So um, you really help yourself, and more importantly, you help your fiduciaries, your agents and, and uh, personal representative and trust successor trustee, you help them a lot if you clean out your old your old documents from time to time and get rid of the stuff you don't need. And Robert, we'd really like to help people with this. I mean, this is one of the things that so often happens. I'll have a meeting with somebody about their estate plans. I will ask for copies of the trust that they did 25 years ago. And they'll look at me and they'll say, but I've done updates and restatements and why do you need to see that? Well, I need to see that because that's the document that establishes the foundation for the rest of your trust plan. It usually is the document that establishes your authority and is part of of the history of the trust. And so sometimes, Robert, I will meet with people and they'll say, well, my old estate planning attorney has all of those things and, well, that person retired or that person shredded everything or... uh, It's really hard to figure out what to do when we're missing a document. So when I work with people, I often say, hand me your whole estate planning file. Let me sort through this and see what we need to keep and what we don't need to keep. And usually that helps alleviate people's stress. I will say something else, Robert, which um, you and I can both chuckle about. I love paper and you hate paper. (laughs) (laughs) And so one thing that I've had to learn which has been a good lesson to learn, is how helpful an easy scanner can be. Just one of these, it doesn't have to be some big honking scanner that you hook up to your computer. The one that I have beside my computer that you gave me is probably, I don't know, it's like the size of my foot. It's not that big. But you've taught me that, you know what, if in doubt, scan it. Scan it, have a copy of it, but don't feel like you have to keep that whole stack of paper around. Except the one document that you should keep the original of is your will. Everything else, if we can get scanned versions, we're probably just fine. Uh, Of course, we want you to keep all of your original documents. And we even give you a nice binder when we do the estate planning so that you can keep them in one place. Uh, but, uh, But the reality is scanned documents will work just fine. Now that does raise the complication level so if you bring us a bunch of paper and we say you can you can shred this you can shred this you can shred this put this in a safe place you can shred this and you don't dispose of the files on your computer that are are those scanned copies then once again there's the risk of pulling up the wrong document when when uh, when a crisis is underway but robert i work with so many people who they're just terrified to shred those old documents and i'll tell you i'd rather have you get rid of the hard copies of these old documents that you don't need and alleviate some stress letting you have a scan them have a saved copy so that you know if somebody asks us at a later date which will not happen (laughs) but if somebody were to ever say oh elizabeth what did your power of attorney from 2014 look like i can pull it up but like i said robert 
that's not going to happen. And we do try to make the shredding easier. As you said, Elizabeth, we, we will be happy to cull through your documents and make a little pile. We won't shred without your permission, but we can make a pile and say, these are the things you don't need to keep anymore. And then can we shred them? We, have, we do so much shredding, of course, like any law office, that we have bins that, that we uh, put, put uh, waste paper in and, and a service comes once every couple of weeks and shreds everything in there and gives us, gives us a certificate that that bin was shredded. You know, we can save the confidentiality of your documents and get them shredded efficiently if you will bring them to us. And we offer that service to our clients all the time. Well, Robert, I think that anybody listening today, if you're wondering what to do with your old documents, just let us know. It's important for us to actually be able to see these things. It's hard to say over the phone without seeing the document whether or not it's something you need to keep. We can make generalizations, but the most helpful thing is to actually see these old documents. So last question for you, Elizabeth. Uh, We've gone through the client's pile of paper. We've made a pile to shred. Uh, we have the original of each relevant document. We put them in a nice binder. Where should they keep that binder? Should we hold on to it? Should they put it in a safe deposit box? Should they put it in a fireproof safe? You know, Robert, I encourage people to keep their estate plans together in a location that is easy to access in their home. So what that means for many people is a desk, a file cabinet, a bookcase. I tell people I do not recommend this be a safe or something locking. You want to be able in an emergency to grab your estate plans in one place and run out the door. And not just you, the person who's named as your healthcare agent, they're going to need that healthcare power of attorney in the middle of the night on Saturday after you've had your heart attack or been in an auto accident or something. They don't need it monday at 10 in the morning when the bank opens and even if that is when you have your your event they don't need to uh, to be wasting three hours getting down to the bank finding the keys uh, or making an arrangement to open the safe deposit box i completely agree that needs to be in your home and it doesn't really need to be in a fireproof safe because if your house burns down we have scanned copies of all of the documents we can establish what it was you did and everybody will accept those just fine and robert when we talk about keeping originals it it's a pretty old school thing many attorneys used to do in law firms keeping originals for clients and uh, i encourage most of my clients to keep their own original documents for exactly the reason you just mentioned if you are having a chaotic morning, you are on the way to the hospital and you're trying to get a hold of me to locate your original power of attorney, gosh, I'd rather you focus on the medical decisions and have your documents with you. The thing about keeping them here at Fleming and Curdy is on occasion we'll work with people who've nominated Fleming and Curdy to act as their trustee or personal representative. Oftentimes, when folks have asked us to do this work, they may not have family members or others in their circle that they trust. If you find yourself alone and need help, need help doing administrative work, such as working as a trustee or helping somebody as an agent under a power of attorney, we can talk to you about that. Those are often the cases, Robert, where I will be more inclined to keep the original documents here at Fleming and Curdy. Well, thank you for talking about shredding and storage and, uh, and paper issues. 
uh, I don't hate paper as much as you think. When I, I, <laughs> I don't think you love it as much as you think either. Elizabeth. <laughs> but uh, but um, you know we're moving toward a digital world. All of us are. So there is that. You've been listening to Elder Law Issues with me, Robert Fleming, and my partner, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. And um, we are both partners in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. We, uh, we would love to, to be your lawyers if you are an Arizona resident. And we would love you to listen to our next podcast episode, regardless of where you are. Um, but remembering always that we know about Arizona law, not so much about other states. Thank you all and uh, join us again next time.